ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 11th episode of the Central Texas Music Experience. I have Josh Merrill here. He's going to play an opener for us. Take it away. I've been walking around in the same old shit. That's a great song. Thank you, brother. Well, uh, everybody, I want to welcome you guys to the uh, 11th episode of the Central Texas Music Experience. Give me a second. Let me turn my mic up. I don't know if you can hear me or not. I can barely yeah. hear myself. All righty. I think that's going to work for now. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, <clears throat> uh, I just want to thank Josh Merrill for coming out here uh, tonight and uh, taking time out of a busy schedule to come hang out <laughs> with us. and. We're going to ask some questions. You know how we do. It's been a while since we actually done an actual podcast here. Our last uh, person we had was Kurt Baxley, a good friend of good pretty friend. much everybody around here. Right, right. 
And I don't know if you can hear the sirens in the background. This is the most ghetto rig podcast <laughs> that we have. My uh, ride's here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and if uh, hey, can you let us just finish the podcast? We're going to take someone out on the couch, <laughs> all right? Um, this uh, episode of the uh, Central Texas Music Experience is brought to you by Buster Sports Bar in Harker Heights. They have uh, uh, karaoke. Uh, they have a great uh, uh, grill in the back. I mean, the hamburgers are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Russ uh, Meyer is a, a great owner, great guy. He uh, supports uh, the Central Texas music scene. Yeah. Um, he's an awesome, awesome friend. Good guy. Uh, our other sponsors uh, are going to be uh, Benes Customs Leather. Um, they customize and they specialize in custom handmade leather belts, holsters, slings, phone cases, etc. And you can check them out on uh, facebook.com uh, backslash Benes Customs. We're also sponsored by Horizon Design Photography. You can go to www.horizondesignphotos.com. Um, you can also order, um, once they take the pictures, you can actually order uh, digital prints, or, or digital files, or you can have them printed out. Uh, they do uh, weddings, portraits, and events. And we're also sponsored by Coop's Vinyl Graphics. They do a lot of the, the cool uh, vinyl graphics that we have on, like the guitar cases. And I don't know if you've, uh, I don't know if you saw the banner for um, Ashley's Girls with Guitars at All Bottoms Up yeah, last week. Nice. Yeah, he he does that kind of thing. So Sweet. he does uh, all kinds of different vinyl graphics and stuff. And I think that covers it for our sponsor, and I'm still waiting for Lone Star to be a sponsor, but they haven't responded to me, and I guess I'm just going to have to give up on that one because I might be fighting a uh, never-ending battle, and I don't feel like being engaged in that anymore. Right, right. Um, Since uh, we're doing some plugs, I'm going to go ahead and plug some dates for Josh here, and uh, he's got a few shows coming up quite a bit. Uh, September the 27th. Uh, at 9 p.m. is going to be at Denim and Diamonds in Temple, Texas. Um, that's kind of a mainstay here in mm-hmm. the Central Texas area. you got to check it out. Uh, September the 28th at 9 p.m. at Joker's Ice House. Um, that's a, a great place. they got a nice little venue outdoors. Yeah, it's awesome to play there. Um, October the 2nd at uh, 9 p.m. at Wet Willie's in Colleen, Texas. October the 6th uh, at noon, uh, Joker's Ice House. And October the 31st at All Bottoms Up for a um, Halloween bike night. Yeah. So um, let's get into it, if you don't mind, and uh, uh, I can turn you up a little bit. In the... I'm ready. All righty. Well, I always I always like to ask a few questions from everybody, and um, uh, I'm sorry, folks, but we're not live today. We just decided uh, we're going to kill the live thing for a while until we get some technical issues uh, fixed, and um, and I don't want to be a um, one of those guys that keeps messing up people's interviews and stuff like that. So, <laughs> but um, you know, feel free to uh, you know comment. Of course, this uh, podcast will be available on iTunes, uh, Podbean.com, YouTube.com, um, Facebook.com, pretty much everything.com. Dot that, com. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, if you want to check out a really cool website, I'm actually looking at it right now. You can go to um, Josh Merrill. Dot W-I-X. Now, if you don't know how to spell Merrill. Uh, people get confused, but Josh, J-O-S-H, if, if you don't know how to spell it, I'm, I'm going to spell it for you. <laughs> and Merrill is going to be M-E-R-R-E-L-L dot uh, W-I-X dot com backslash Merrill. Again, I'll spell it for you. M-E-R-R-E-L-L. Really cool. It's got um, all his information here for booking information. Uh, you can hit him up, uh, the Josh Merrill experience at yahoo.com. And you can also check him out at... Uh, uh, Facebook, just type in Josh Merrill, and I'll spell the last name again, M-E-R-R-E-L-L. Check him out. He's got cool photos on there of him uh, being at concerts. 
uh, being at shows. Um, is, he's an awesome singer. If you didn't, if you didn't like what you heard, I'm sorry. Just go ahead and, and don't tune in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but he's I'm very sorry if you didn't no, know. no. He's very talented. You know, you're you're very talented musician. I've seen you play a few times, and yeah. and uh, I always see you kind of hanging out at. Uh, you know, I see you kind of hanging out everywhere. I do, I do. You're like a just a person who just likes to to hang out, be around the music and stuff like that. So I love to be around live music. Really. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I mean, uh, that's one of those things here in Central Texas that you know we got a lot of great guys out here. You got mm -hmm. you know Justin Bravo, Mylon yeah. English, uh, Kirk Baxley, um, you know Ashley. Um, right. I can. I can name a lot just off the top of my head. Those are the the four, you know. Uh, Stormy Lee, I'm sorry, Stormy. Stormy sorry, Stormy. Stormy. Can't forget you. And um, you know, John Chappelle. You know, he's John Chappelle's a, you know, awesome. John Chappelle sat in with me a few times. He's a good buddy of mine. I've known him for years when he used to work at Hosey Music Store. Oh yeah. Yeah, he sold me one of my first Martins that I bought. Did you ever check? <clears throat> did you check out the episode of the podcast when he was talking about his old uh, Hosey days and yes. all that stuff like yeah. that? Yeah. He, that guy's that guy's funny. Uh, John's like awesome. Yeah, he's he's a cool cat. Old yeah. hippie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, not like Marvin. You know. Right. Right. You know, that, that's a different story, right there. <laughs> you gotta love Marvin now. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, hey, Marvin's yeah, he, Marvin. He's one of those guys. He just shows up. Just shows up. Uh, am I am I playing tonight? No, I'm showing up anyway. It don't okay. matter. You know. He's, yeah. Especially at open mics, he's he's a cool dude. I, I like hanging around him. He's cool. For sure. Um, so we'll, we'll get into some questions, and then, uh, of course, you know how we do the standard episode. We'll go ahead and uh, we'll break for a song because we want to give exposure to the artist. That's what we do here. Uh, you know, if you don't know what the what the podcast about, if you're new to the podcast episodes, um, basically what the Central Texas Music Experience is about is promoting uh, local live music, mm -hmm. and it gives the artist an opportunity to take a tool and use it, you know, on another you know, scale. They can use right, it as a promotional right. tool and, and that. And so we kind of work towards accommodating the musicians and, and the artists and stuff like that. That's awesome. And I, I just want to, you know, thank our sponsors for, for sticking with us, even though we kind of had a little falling off there for a minute. It was like, <laughs> I was like three weeks of no episodes. And then yeah. the last episode we did was actually a show at Buster's, and, right. uh, which is one of our sponsors. And so, you know, we had to go in there and, and knock it out. Yeah, I was there that night. I think we're going to, we're going to be there tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, if we're, uh, uh, go ahead and check out this episode is going to be on YouTube tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Um, of course the, uh, this episode on iTunes will be out like 25 minutes after we're done. The links will be up. Right. So you guys check them out. You can download them. If you don't have an iPhone, I'm sorry. Um, uh, but you can go on podbean.com on your uh, Android phone and you can actually listen to the podcast via yeah. your Android phone from podbean.com. Um, <clears throat> basically what you need to do on your iPhone is you just need to download the podcast app okay. and then, uh, or you can just go on Safari or whatever and you can look it up like that. But the podcast app is cool when you just type in central Texas music experience or you type in my name and boom, it's there and you can wow. just download it and listen to it whenever you want. You know, you can burn it on CD or whatever, use it as a promo right, tool. Right. Say, Hey, I was on this show <laughs> and, and whatnot. You know, that's what some guys do. So, you know, yeah. It, it's a real blessing having artists come out, so, you know, um, I'm kind of talking too much. Well, thanks for having me, man. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, I, it's, uh, I know, like, uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, I ran into you and said, hey, man, you going to get me on? <laughs> yeah, you know, just, yeah. And I, I was like, okay, you know what, I got to get back into this, you know, get back yeah, into yeah. the groove of this thing. So 
I'm really glad that you just you took the time out of your day and coming sure. out and hanging out with us. And you know, we we got food, we got drinks. That's how you got me here. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, the legend, the Fat food. Boys love food. <laughs> the sure. food is legendary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, you know, we could talk about whatever whatever you want, but I mainly want to focus on the music. Mm -hmm. talk about anything else you want to talk about if you bring sure. it up cool we'll get into it it don't matter to me <laughs> all right uh, but you know we got to talk about music at some point so yeah uh, you know some guys want to talk about other stuff some don't so um let's start out with the first my first question i always have a series of questions uh what actually got you uh started in music or what was the influence to actually begin a music career well uh you know i've been in music my whole life i was raised in a uh old-time pentecostal family and grew up in church, and my dad was a pastor, and my uncle was a pastor, and um, I have four older sisters, and uh, we used to travel around and sing. And I did my first solo when I was four years old, and uh, after that, man, the bug just hit me. It was just something always in my house. Uh, my mom's a singer, dad's a singer, all of us, and uh, just grew up with it, really. I always had a passion for it, and, you know, I, I loved Christian music growing up, and I uh, wasn't really allowed back then to listen to the rock and roll, but I always snuck off and would turn my little radio up and listen to it. And I loved Elvis was a big influence on me, Jerry Lee Lewis back then. Um, then, of course, Led Zeppelin and The Doors and yeah. just progressed into blues, man, and Muddy Waters and all those guys and Clapton, of course. And, you know, just grew up on George Jones and everybody, Merle Haggard. And... Um, Music to me was always just a way of expressing who I was. It's a, I feel kind of guilty sometimes when I play because I feel more that I'm playing for myself than I am the people sometimes, <laughs> you know. To me, it's therapy. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and anything that's going on in my life, anything that's going wrong, anything that's going right, I'm able to sit down with my guitar and just express that in two to four minutes, you know. And it gets that out. And then I move on from there. But music, to me, is not just background noise like a lot of people think it is. When I go to uh, concerts and hear people playing, I go there to hear your music. I go there to hear your heart. And what I found, like, nowadays, it seems like everybody goes there for it to be background music. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, And uh, I understand wanting to get out there and party and everything. And some artists you don't want to listen to. I might be one of those that you don't want to listen to. I don't really care. You're not offending me. But music to me is deep. It's in my veins. It's in my blood. Like there's a certain level, uh, I believe, that of respect that should be provided to a person who's willing to bear their soul on a stage. Sure. Uh, especially, uh, I mean, even if you just play covers. Right. Uh, if you're an original songwriter, and I mean, that's a very personal thing. And yeah. you're kind of just, you're, in a way, you're just exposing yourself to yeah. an audience that is just like, I don't give a, a crap. You're letting or, people into your heart, your yeah. life, what you've been through. And then, and then, of course, you'll have those one or two people that are really invested into right. the moment. You and have, that's who you play to. Yeah, that's who you're playing to. You know, I, I, I talked to Kirk, and he kind of said the same thing, you know, about, you know, about background noise or right. background music. And, and, you know, even if you don't appreciate... Um, you know, whatever the musician is doing on stage. It doesn't matter if it's an open mic night or a, um, you know, a show mm -hmm. for, you know, two, three hours where these right. guys got a full band or or if it's just like an acoustic set where the guy's playing, a, you know, a uh, you know an acoustic guitar and another guy's got a cajon or, 
you know, yeah. whatever, bongos or whatever, it doesn't matter. There's a certain level of respect that needs to be, in my mind at least, you know, if I hear something, I'm going to clap. Or, right, you know, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, cheer because I, I, I personally don't know what it's like to be up on stage. Yeah. I mean, I do to a certain degree, but I respect and I admire the ability of, you know, the singer-songwriter and the guitar player and the, and the person sure. who plays an instrument that they made the decision to say, okay, this is what I do. This is the defining, this is what defines me, you know, and here, here it is. You know, right, I'm laying right. it out. I'm laying it on the line. I respect that. It's a personal. It's a personal thing to do. You know, to me, uh, it teaches you and it guides me. You know, takes me where I want to go musically. But when I sit there, I can get to know someone like that if they're doing an original song they wrote from their heart. And I don't really care if they sing all that good, play all that good, as long as that truth is getting out. That's what I want to be about. And that's what I want to hear. Yeah. That's where I think music is kind of drifted away from. No, um, like on the national stage? On the national stage, Nashville music, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, there's great artists out there, and I'm not downing anyone. And make your money, do what you do. Right, right. But um, a lot of that heart is gone, and it feels more like a, like a bubblegum pop, you know, kind of in the yeah. country now that is uh, not me. Well, you, what I found, and just and it doesn't matter if it's like, you know, you know, country rock or, yeah. you know, alternative music, you know, whatever you're into as a, as a, as a music lover, you know, everybody loves music. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's just say that you, you life without music, you know, has no meaning. So it's like, okay, you're just dead noise. Okay. But right. everybody loves music. And I always found that when a, an artist comes out, a new artist and you listen to their first album, they're always hungry. Right, right. So it's going to be the best material. It always is the best you know, material. That, you know, yeah. like, this is the best thing, uh, you know, and you think this person musical, musical genius or whatever, and they have the best material out there, and they just put everything into it because they're at that point and in, in stage in their life where they're grinding. Right. And they're putting, they're trying to make something out of themselves, you know. Sure. Once they get that success, then that plateau or whatever, they just, they coast on it. Yeah. Okay, I... I can. I don't have to write my own songs. I can get somebody else to do it for right, me, right. or the label's going to take care of me in this, you know, yeah. you know, fashion sense. And then it becomes more of a job than a necessity. To me, music should be a necessity. Like right. if you don't play, like I know people that when they don't play, they're like it's like a, something's wrong with them. Right. It's like a tick in them. Like, oh man, I haven't played in like a, I haven't played in, in front of people in like three days, man. I gotta <laughs> find a, an open mic or do something. I gotta yeah. set up a show or something. That's like true love of music right true. there. Or, you know, I haven't written in like a week. Mm -hmm. I, I need to get, I need to put the pen to the pad and I, I need to put my fingers on some strings. I gotta, right. I gotta feel something, right. you know. That's true passion for music. And I guess when people hit that certain stage of success, that kind of passion kind of falls to the wayside. Right. You know. Right. And, you know, it, it's like, um, and that's why so much music is pumped down our throats all mm -hmm. the time. Because you have a great album from this guy, his second album flops, so then right. he goes away, here comes the next guy, or the next girl, and the same process keeps on going over yeah. and over again. All this time and energy is put into yeah. this one, boom, fall off. Sure. Boom, fall off. I appreciate the music scene out here because it doesn't seem... It seems like everybody's hungry, you know, oh, yeah. trying to get after it, you know, and it, 
I guess that kind of leads to my next question is, uh, you know, like what is, uh, you know, as far as when you started um, in music, like you said, you've been since you were like four years old mm -hmm. and, and you had all these, you know, influences in your life. Um, what do you see as like the ultimate goal for your music? Like what is the, what is the you know, what do you want to see your music take you? Well, I just like to actually get my music out there, let it be heard. People can diagram it, do whatever they want once it's out there. And uh, I'd like to be able to take care of my mom, my dad, of course, and all my family. But the biggest thing is I would like to have that song where someone wakes up and they got to listen to that song. You know, we all have those in our life. We have, like, songs that come on the radio. you got to turn it up every time. Don't matter how many times you've heard it, right. you always turn it back up. I want that one song out there that they have to turn up. I want to make them feel what I feel. We've all been through struggles. We've all been through good times, bad times. I want them to experience that through my music. And uh, that's why we named the band The Josh Merrill Experience. It's not because I'm such an experience, I'm such an awesome player or anything. It's the experience of the songs and the music that we're playing. We want them to experience it with us. So we take it with us. So uh, pretty much that's what I want to do. Playing live is what I live for, man. Uh, studio, it's okay. I like going to the studio and doing all that. But when I'm on the stage playing my song, pouring out my soul for them, that's where I like to be. And that's where I want to be till I die. Yeah. It's just on the stage playing. And yeah. hopefully people will enjoy it. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's... You can't, uh, I like you were saying, like I like we were talking earlier, or like I was saying earlier, you want to be on stage, um, you know, until you die. Mm -hmm. You know, that's to me that just resonates. You know, passion. It's like oh, yeah. uh, I understand exactly what you're saying about the word exper experience, where you're saying you want you want to. It's like you want to take people on a ride. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Whether this song, in, you know, invokes some kind of, you know, uh, reminiscent feeling of love. Sure. Or this song, you know, brings out anger. Or yeah. it's like a reminder. You know, I totally get what you're talking about. And I think every, I think every singer or songwriter, period, no matter where you're from, I think yeah. that, that should be their goal. Right. You know, is to bring something out because that's what music is. I mean, I can sit there and listen to, I could be watching a movie. You know, the most bullshit movie that I've ever seen in my life. Cabin you know? Fever. Or what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then some, like some, you know, if there's no music in that, there's yeah. no suspense. There's no, yeah, it's, the visual right. is cool. Right. But there's nothing there that brings out raw emotion. Sure. Quite like music, you know. And so I, I, I respect that. And that's why, I, that's, that's exactly why I, lo I love doing this podcast. I like being able to capture those things. Right. You know, like, uh, you know, when you're talking, you know, the exposing a different side of the, of the artist, you know, right. being able to, to look inside of them, you know, if you can't see it through your music, then guess what? You can see it through something, through an avenue like this. That's right. You know, when somebody, yeah. when you're talking to somebody, it's like you're talking to them face to face. Yeah. You know, so. Um, it's all about the connection, though. You just want to connect with people. In life, everyone wants to connect with somebody and have something going on. And when I'm on the stage, if I'm playing my music and I've been through this pain or I've been through this joy, I want to connect that to them. So I want to make sure that my job 
is to play the best I can, sing it from my heart, go all out every time. There's only one way I sing, and it's full-blown all the time. And that's all, all I can do, you know. But to get that connection with somebody out in the crowd, that means the world to me. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, what is it like when um, you get off the stage, you done played two and a half hours, maybe three hours, you had a little bit to drink, you're tired, and then somebody comes up to you and says to you, man, that, that, that really spoke to me. Or like this song when you played this way or like this. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, what, do you, what are your thoughts when something like that happens? Well, I love it. First of all, I'm a personal person. I love being a part of the party and, yeah. you know, the scene. That's why you see me everywhere. Yeah. Um, it, man, it's so encouraging, dude. It makes you want to get up and just write that next song. It makes you want to connect again, do that all over again. And I love it, man. I, I can't get enough of that. I have people coming up to me all the time, acting all shy. Can I take a picture with you? All this stuff. And I'm like, of course you can. <laughs> I'm just Josh, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I appreciate that they thought enough of it to come up to me. And when someone comes up to you and says, that song, I loved it, made me feel, blah, 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 all that stuff, uh, it's the best thing. It's like, it's like, it's like crack cocaine to a musician, <laughs> right? You can't get enough of that. Yeah. You know? Is it almost like a, an affirmation of like all your hard work? Yeah, know, it is. Off? It is. It's like, oh, somebody heard it. That's awesome. And sometimes it's fun just to hear what they think your song was about. Mm-hmm. You know, And my songs really aren't that difficult to figure out. But sometimes they come up with stuff and I'm like, man, yeah, that is what it means. That's better <laughs> than what I thought it was now. But uh, it, it's just cool to hear people that love music and they've experienced it with you. They come up and they speak to you about it. And it's just, it's, there's nothing but good things to say about that. I mean, that's what you, it's not what you have to strive for, but it's part of the pie and you love that piece. You know what I'm saying? Um, when you were talking about like the studio and stuff like that, and we were talking about like uh, sort of kind of dipping, like kind of going away of like talking about the business. Right. Um, you know, the studio, the stage, fans they're all part of the business that you know we call music right uh some people look at it as a business and some people look at it as you know uh something that they do as a hobby or mm-hmm. you know it's their job or this is you know whatever um where do you see like <clears throat> the state of the business right now like we were talking about this person comes out that person right. leaves another person comes out and then where do you see the state of the business right now? Like as far as where you would fit into that fold. If, if for example, you put an EP out mm-hmm. and you start shopping it to record labels or whatever, yeah. whatever avenue you may take, you know, in the independent route doesn't matter. And yeah. it, it generates some kind of buzz to where you start getting this recognition. Uh, you know, where do you, where do you see yourself in that fold? I mean, as far as your musical style, you know, the kind of person that you are, uh, you know, how, how do you how do you approach something like that? Has that ever happened? You know, where somebody is, you know, listen to that and they, w- they want to talk about maybe signing you? Or... Yeah, yeah. Well, there's been quite a few times that I've been on the verge of signing, you know, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And just this year, I was supposed to go to New Mexico. There was a label up there that wanted to sign me, and I just didn't feel right about the label. Um, didn't think that they had the ability to put me out the way I wanted to be put out. Um, didn't sound like they had the heart that I wanted for my music, you know. Um, it, it's it's happened a bunch to me, but, you know, I look at it like if I just play my hardest 
if I put the music out there, if I write the music and it's good, solid music and I perform it well, that that will come in time. But this is a business side of it, you know. And you want to watch out. New artists want to watch out who they sign with. That uh, label you sign with could go belly up tomorrow. Right. They could shelf your music. Your babies is what I call my songs. They could put them on a shelf somewhere and they sit there forever. Yeah. And no one gets to hear them. So um, I've went more of the independent route. I mean, we're about to go into the studio and we're about to cut our album. And um, it's going to be solid. We've got some good songs going on. That song before was one of mine. It's called No Harm. That'll be on there. And we're going to cut it. And the business side of it, sure, you want to make money. Sure, you want this, that, and the other. But more than that, I would like my music by itself to be successful, to reach more people than I can any day playing any of these honky-tonks, you know? Yeah. And... Um, that's just the go. Is um, this isn't just a hobby to me at all? This is my life, and uh, this is my livelihood. This is what I do. And um, you venture out, you play as much as you can, you build the fan base, you just keep going at what you know to plug away at every day. Been a hard worker my whole life. My daddy taught me that. So uh, just go at it, and the rest of it, the business stuff, it'll it'll happen. Yeah. And um, you know, I believe. I believe in my music. I believe we're going to be doing bigger, better things. But I'm happy just playing for 100, 200, 300 people. Yeah. You know, I'm happy with that. But I'd like to make that cheddar right. so I can take care of my family. I'd love to be a one-hit wonder. Who cares, man? Be a one-hit wonder. Make that money. Yeah, yeah. Playing honky-tonks yeah. till you die, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's what I'd do. I'd play anywhere I wanted and not have to worry about money anymore. But... But the business side of the business, I mean, for a young artist getting out there, they really need to research. They need to take care of themselves first. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people out there that want to take your baby, your songs, and just take it and have it and dispose of it. And they really don't care. Yeah. When it's your life, your heart, you wrote about it, you care about it. Now, have you had any, like, for example, like you've written a song, somebody heard it and they want to take it mm -hmm. and, and um, shop it somewhere sure. else, and you had that happen? Yeah, I've had people talk about doing that and going about doing that, but, you know, I really, it's hard for me to let them go because right. my songs to me are so personal to me. I mean, I would if it was the right artist or whatever, but um, I haven't really had to deal with much of that. I've had other bands and stuff play my songs, you know, and want to go and record it, and then that fell through. They didn't end up doing it. But, yeah, I'd, I'd let somebody take one of my songs and play it and put it out there because I think the song's bigger than the artist. Right. Once it's right. right, you know. So, yeah, if it was the right one. Now, I wouldn't let, like, uh, <laughs> New Kids on the Block style take <laughs> yeah, my yeah, song yeah, and play yeah. it. But, uh, you know. It is what it is. I mean, yeah. if Stoney LaRue wanted to play Water, I'd be cool with oh, it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, on, on, as far as the business is concerned, and you were talking about, you know, giving advice to, you know, guys that are just getting in the game right now, and you're saying mm -hmm. you're doing the research. Um, just to elaborate on that, um, just on my own personal opinion, I, I think it's a good idea for these guys to kind of do their own studio thing. Sure. You know, just for the simple fact that it's really affordable nowadays. They can go to a place like Guitar Center or they go on musiciansfriend.com or zzsounds.com or wherever. 
Yeah. And they can find an, you know, an interface and they can do all these things. You know, it doesn't take a whole big production, right. you know, or a, a, you know, a multi-million dollar studio to make it music. It anymore, that's right. You know, and that's not to say that eventually you won't get to that point. Right. You know, but to have something, I feel like it should be something, okay, this is what I have in my hand. Mm-hmm. And then once you, obviously it starts with, with talent. Yeah. Talent and drive and material. Sure. You know, those three things I think is very important. So if you got the talent, you got the drive, you got the material, then you go out there and you start working on the material using that drive that you have and that talent that you have. Right. So, you know, learn how to do things for yourself. You know, like you said, sure. look out for yourself. You know, get in there and go buy yourself, you know, a $200 interface and you can knock out an acoustic, you know, thing, or, you know, set or you can do a... You know, if it's a two-channel interface, you can knock out and you can play all these instruments. If you can right. play acoustic guitar, electric guitar, you know, you can do the bass. You can play yeah. the drums. You can get a good drum sound out of a two-channel. You just do a, you know, a, you know, recorder man type drum right, setup, right. and you can knock out something. But you have that material in your hand, and then it's yeah. ultimately all in your hands. Your fate is in your own hands. I feel like if you write your own stuff, you know, you should be in control of your own stuff. Sure. You know, go out there and do the legal research when it comes to like BMI yeah. and ASCAP and, 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 um, you know, copyrights and, you know, yeah. you can, there's a lot of resources out there, folks. You know, those of you who are new in the music business or, um, are, have been in the music business, but you haven't taken it to the next level. There are so many things outside of just booking a show right. and getting in the studio that you got to be aware of. Yeah. And, you know, these guys will come out here and take advantage of your, yeah. you know, you not being knowledgeable, you know, right. you know, uh, I don't know if you ever heard the, the term, you know, my people suffer for a, a lack Black of knowledge. knowledge. Yeah. yeah. That's from the Bible. Yep. You know, that that's what happens to people who don't go out and do their own research because nobody's going to tell you, Mm-mm. you know, and then people take advantage of, of you and. And they'll say, okay, we're going to give you the X amount of dollars, ro- royalty. Right. You know, and BMI and ASCAP is a perfect example where you can yeah. get royalties and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And well, I mean, that's part of, I mean, I've been around the block, you know. I'm not a young kid anymore. Uh, and I love helping out young musicians. You know, that's why I'm always out there. I'll support them. And I'll, uh, I'll play with them, do whatever we need to do together. But, you know, as it goes on... Um, you have to do your research. You have to look at this like this is not only a business, but this is who you are. It's who you want to be. So what you need to do is all your research, put something down, see what you come out with. I mean, in the 90s, I was on tape recorder, man. Right, I was playing right. in my living room, you yeah. know. It doesn't have to be the greatest album that's ever been cut. But just put something down to where you can get it into people's ears so they can hear it, you know. So it's a good step to go. Yeah. But now you got Pro Tools. You can have Pro Tools in your oh, yeah. garage. You, you know? can get like a, an app. You can get an app. Or, you know, Cubase. I, I use Cubase too. Right. You know, you can get a little Avid, you know, two-channel interface. And you got Pro Tools, uh, you know, the uh, beginner package. Yeah. And boom, it's got everything that you need to use. And, and there it is. That's what the pros use, you know. Yeah. Hence the name Pro Tools. Exactly. You know, I'm a big, I'm a big Avid, you know, uh, uh, an advocate of you know production software and and real true home studio right and I, i've been doing it you know for for a while myself yeah and uh you know a guy um you know milo milo yeah oh uh, yeah uh, milo flint 
Yep. You know, he's another one of those guys, you know, who's yeah, Milo's real, played with me a few times. He's a real avid, uh, you know, advocate of, you know, the home studio setup. you know, sure. kind of, he's been real helpful to me as a matter of fact, you know, pointing me in the right direction. When I started, you know, getting back into the, doing the home studio thing, I was away for a while. So that, that's yeah. just, I kind of sold all my gear and came back right. and I was like, okay, I just want to make this as simple as possible. You yeah. know, so, okay, use this, get this, you know, at the time money was no object and I'm just like, okay, I'm just going in there and just buying, you know, <laughs> just buying gear, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you guys don't have to spend a lot of money on this thing. You know, the mics that we're using for this podcast are just, they're not that expensive, you know, and it's really not the gear that you buy. It's how you use the gear that you, exactly. that you buy, you know, it's the operator. Exactly. You know? Uh, I've been talking for a long time about, you know, um, the production value of this podcast, yeah. you know, bringing up the production value. Yeah. Hold on one second. Hey, Brandon, say hi to the folks at home. Hi, folks at home. Hey, can you go turn on that light in the back? <laughs> Appreciate that. I need some uh, lighting in the back. Um, so let's get out of the uh, whole music business uh, thing because, uh, yeah. you know, that kind of takes its toll when you start talking about it. People sure, you know, get frustrated and stuff like that. Um, you were talking about, uh, like, uh, as far as musical influences, more like in the gospel mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, and then, of course, you know, my next question would be, what is the actual process that goes into, you know, when you're actually, like, it, you know, when you're writing a song? Is there, like, a, like a snap moment? When you're like, okay, I gotta sit down and write something, mm -hmm. or is it like you just sit down to pin pin the pad, or you know, you just pick up the guitar and whatever flows flows. Well, for me, it's picking up the guitar and just playing, laying out a little riff, playing, and I do it almost every day, where I sit down and just start singing about whatever I'm going through, yeah. whatever I want to speak about. I'm not that kind of writer where I can sit down and say, okay, I want to play this song and I want to sing about being in love with this girl, you know, blah, 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 or uh, anything like that. It has to be something that I've gone through, I've heard a story of, or it's just part of me. So I just sit down, play my guitar, and see what comes out. And that's how all my songs come out. Yeah. In that way. But I know guys that sit down with pad and... You know, just write down, and sometimes I'll get a lyric in my head, and I'll grab my iPhone, put it on my notes, and be like, "Cool." Well, you can look at my phone right now, and there's a bunch of notes that have been never been used. Right. Because right. when I sit down to play, it's a totally different ballgame. Do you ever just go back to it and say, "Hey, man, this is gold." I'm gonna, you know, like it's like a little like uh, a chest of gold, and you're just yeah, like, yeah. Let me go back through here and pick through here. Do you ever do I'm that? I'm just going to wait till I'm like Tupac and then later on after I die, someone will <laughs> go through my iPhone and it'll be platinum hits and they'll make the money. But uh, no, um, I, I do. I've looked at it, but I've never once used anything out of that. Really? It has to come at that moment, that time, coming out, and I'll use it. Yeah. It's, I'm different that way. And, I, and there's a lot of writers that are sitting there probably listening like, that's BS. He shouldn't do that. He should get a notepad, put everything down. Do whatever works for you. Right, that right. works for me. It's inspirational to me. Yeah, I, yeah. It's like um, that's exactly what I was gonna say. It's like an inspiration, you know, driven type of you sure. know, writing process. So, when you're when you're um, after you've written a song, mm -hmm. okay, 
and you're gearing up to uh, you know go on you know go on stage and you're ready to perform it live. What are the thoughts that kind of go through your head like right before you you know when you say to the crowd, "This is a new song. I wrote it last week. Right. This is the first time that me and or my band has ever played it. Right. You know what what kind of goes through your head at that moment? Um, to tell you the truth, I mean when I get before I get on stage, I don't really get nervous anymore. I get anxious. When I set that sound up and do that sound check, and then I have to wait an hour, two hours before I go on, that is the worst time for me because I'm ready to just grab the guitar. I want to play for the people. I want to get out there. I want to express it. Now, when it's a new song, uh, you know, you're nervous. You're like, like I said, they're your babies. So you want everybody to love your baby. You don't want to have the ugly baby, you know. <laughs> Nobody wants to even kiss or anything. They just say, what a baby, and walk off, you know. But yeah. um, you want everybody to like it. But more than that, you want to make the truth of the song come out. You want to be able to perform that song to the fullest. And it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter if the drummer gets off beat bass player screws up, you screw up, you forget a lyric, whatever. And uh, it, it ends up, anytime you worry about stuff and you're always worried about how they're going to accept it, how they're going to do that, anytime you've ever worried in your life, if you look back at it, your worrying didn't help the situation. Right. So you just spent took time off your life worrying, freaking out, <laughs> and stressing out about it. So I get up there and, you know, before I play it, I like to present a new song to people. That's my favorite thing, man. And if they dig it, awesome. If not, maybe we need to go back into the shop and work out some stuff. Or maybe that was just a song for me to play for myself. Right. But um I enjoy the new new music, man. It's like Do you have a like yeah. a ritual or something that you do before you get on stage? Before I get on stage, I always pray and ask God for the best show. Everybody's going to have a good time. Nobody leaves the place and gets into a drunk driving incident or anything like that. Um, then I kind of like walk away and I just pretty much just get ready. I get amped. Yeah. As soon as I know I'm about to take step the stage, you look at my hands, they'll be shaking. It's just ready. It's not because I'm nervous, it's just because I'm ready to let it go. There's a, that adrenaline. Yeah, thing. I'm pumped. And um, that's pretty much it, man. I just get up and I go for it. I don't even use song lists that much. Oh, yeah. And people think that's crazy. If you look at my, I have a little black folder I put down there. It has every song that my band's rehearsed and everything. And one of the reasons why we call it the experience, we just like to get up and see what happens. And uh, I've had band members before hating that. I always ask, well, what are we doing next? I need to know. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, you're in the wrong band for that. Because right. I'll announce it and we play it. Right. And, uh, we, I mean, we do stuff like um, we do write a song. We call it table-to-table uh, -table songwriters. And I go table-to-table, -table and I say, okay, we're going to write a song together. I'm going to put you part of the music experience here. So I say, you give me a title of a song. First table gives me a title of a song. Second table, you give me the first line. Third table, you give me the middle. Last table, how do I end it? Okay, then we take it from there, and we write a song together. Whenever I do that, man, it gets so many people coming back to my shows because they actually feel like they were part of it. Now, most of the time, those songs come out stupid. Like, one time we sang a song about green beans for some reason. They were drinking too much. But, you know, it was fun. Right. And people like to be part of it, you know. And I love giving that to people.
Yeah, it's, you know, it's, you're it's part a, of it, and it's part of a process, and it's cool to happen. One of those elements, you know, where you're saying, okay, you want to be a rock star? Okay, here's what it's about. <laughs> yeah, here, here you go. You know, get them a part of the songwriting process. Right. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. I never, I never heard of anybody doing that before. I, yeah. I mean, I just came up with that. I love doing it, man. I mean, I grew up. I've done over probably a hundred plays and uh, dramas and musicals and stuff. And uh, I grew up with the theater. Um, when I was in high school, I won state for uh, for monologues and stuff. And you know, I've always loved that side. Anything that's creative and artistic, I'm into it. Right. I wish I could draw. I screw up on a stick, man. <laughs> but I can play guitar, I can sing, and I can act. Yeah. So, you know, I've always done it, and I, that was always part of improv. We improv stuff. We gave each other stuff to do, throw it off, keep each other sharp. And I was like, on stage one night, I was like, man, I need to do that with a song. And we did it, and it's been a success ever since. All right. Well, I, like I said, I like that. I, I think I'll have to come out to one of your shows. We'll come definitely on. come out and, so I can be a part of that. And say, do it, hey, do it. Uh, hopefully I won't have too many drinks. You won't have the, the <laughs> stupidest song ever. That, the stupidest songs are the funniest, <laughs> though. They, I get to make them funny, so it's, it's cool. It's cool. Um, do you mind playing the tune for us? Hell no, I don't want to play no tune. Yeah, <laughs> play the tune. All righty. Well, um, you know, Josh, is, uh, what song do you want to uh, play? It's going to be a song called The Goodbye Song that I wrote when me and my wife were going through a divorce. And luckily everything worked out. Praise God. We're back together. Everything's great. But um, it's a song that, like we were talking about, how I just sit down and just am inspired. One night I was sitting back and we were going through some stuff and I'd never really thought about divorcing her or anything. And I sat in my living room, and it was just a dark place to be in, man. It was a dark spot in life. I was second-guessing playing music anymore, moving on with my career, doing something else. And uh, the song came out. And I actually uh, have GarageBand on my Apple, you know. And I hit it, and it recorded it. And later on, I listened to it and realized I'm letting her go, mm. you know, in the song. And uh ended up playing it, you know, and it was... It's been welcomed by a bunch of people because who hadn't been through heartbreak? Who hadn't been right. through divorce or, or breaking up with someone if it's just not on the divorce level? But, yeah, uh, so um, love the song. It's, and I tell everybody, get ready. It's the saddest song I ever wrote because it was the saddest I'd ever been. Right. And, again, it was therapy for me to get it out there. And I realized psh, I'm leaving, you know. So that's what the song's all about. All right, we'll take it away. All right. so hard to sit down and write a song about us the years went by so fast somehow I lost touch when you used to come Walking by Our eyes would always meet Now it seems like I 
<laughs> the dogs love it. Must be good. All the bitches love it. <laughs> Paisley helps me pick my, my good one. Nice. Always got to have uh, background noise in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Between work. songs. Hey, I love that song. It's Thank great, you, man. man. Um, <clears throat> once again, we're going to go ahead and plug uh, our sponsors and a couple of show dates, if you don't mind. Come on. Um, this episode of the Central Texas Music Experience podcast is brought to you by Buster Sports Bar. Um, they have, uh, you can do karaoke. I don't remember which dates they do karaoke, but they have fantastic food, yeah. uh, van- uh, fantastic uh, drink specials, um, great environment. Um, if you're looking for a place to watch games, that's the place. They got a big ass screen yeah, all the way right. in the back on the side. The owner has the greatest mustache in Central Texas. Oh, yes. Hey, Russ, this is a big <laughs> shout out to you. And uh, you know, I appreciate all the all the love and support that he offers all the oh, for uh, sure. all the the musicians out there. Good for um, him. We're also sponsored by uh, Benez Customs. Uh, they specialize in custom handmade leather belts, holsters, slings, phone cases, etc. You can check them out at uh, facebook.com backslash Benez Customs. Uh, we're also sponsored by Horizon Design Photography. Go to www.horizondesignphotos.com. They specialize in uh, weddings, portraits, and events. You can visit the website after you have, uh, you know, set up a, a, an event or whatever. And uh, you can purchase digital files or prints. And we're also sponsored by, vinyl sponsors, Coop's Vinyl Graphics. Uh, they do a lot of vinyl uh, graphic work. Uh, you can get them done on your vehicles, um, guitar cases, um, banners, they pretty much, T-shirts. They pretty much do it all. <coughs> Koozies, you know, whatever. Uh, very affordable price. And um, also, <clears throat> I'm going to plug some... Uh, some dates for uh, the Josh Merrill experience. September. Uh, September. September. <laughs> September 27th <laughs> at 9 p.m. Uh, Denim and Diamonds in Temple, Texas. Uh, they're also going to be uh, at Joker's Ice House September the 28th at 9 p.m. October the 2nd, they'll be at Wet Willie's at, in Colleen, Texas at 9 p.m. October the 6th uh, at noon at Joker's Ice House. And October the 31st at All Bottoms Up at 7 p.m. And that's for the Halloween bike night. And uh, you can also check uh, check out you can check out those shows and any booking information. Um, you can go to uh, Josh Merrill. That's m e m e r r e l l dot w i x dot com backslash Merrill. And again, that's m e r r e l l. I'm gonna keep on spelling it. I had a problem. I had a problem um, uh, when I took a picture of you guys at Buster's uh, last uh-huh. week, and I was like. Okay, Ashley, go ahead and uh, take care of, you know, posting this on there. And she's like, okay. So I look at it and I'm like, um, you spelled the name wrong. Because I'm like, I, and I'm doing the editing for the photos for the, mm-hmm. you know, for the show and everything. And I'm like, okay, um, let me go ahead and look up the right spelling for this. Because I don't want to jack this up. Put on a video and mess it up. So we fixed it. It was all good. Nice. Yeah, it's one M, two E's, two R's, two L's. That was always fun. Hey. Wow. And we got, an invader. we got an invader. We got an invader. What are you doing? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, if, if you're going right to watch this, uh, there is a dog uh, by the name of Rocky who is a bad boy right now. <laughs> you're going to have to get out of here, buddy. Come on, buddy. <clears throat> the, the podcast has been invaded by dogs. <laughs> That's cool. I'm a dog person. <laughs> so... Um, and we plugged some dates and everything. We got our sponsors, and there goes another uh, runaway dog. We had a stray. Right. 
How how unprofessional are we? It's <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> the spontaneity of this show is incredible. That's right. I got attacked by a dog during this show. <laughs> well, you get lasagna at the end of it. So. It's legit. I get lasagna. It's legit. Well, let's end this right now. We're legit. <laughs> it smells um, good. So you were talking about you know the, the songwriting process and and uh, and also like the you know how you do it in the shows and how you get the the audiences involved. You know, by, you know, telling them, you know, okay, you give me a title, you give me a middle part, and then you guys yeah. give me an ending part. And um, you're talking about, you know, a little, we're kind of diving into the band element. Uh, how long have you been playing with them? Do you have official band members? Or, yeah, or, or, yeah, or, yeah, sure do. How Mark long have you been Garcia has been my drummer. Me and him are the originals. Uh, we've been going two years with this version of the experience. And um, we're shopping around. We're getting bass players. You know, we have like three bass players that play with us, like three different guitarists. And uh, we're still looking for, you know, the right people. But, yeah, me and Marlon have been going for two years now, pretty strong. Um, it's been a great ride, man. It really has. Uh, before that, you know, I always did my own stuff. I, I lived in Tulsa, you know, in Oklahoma, and had different bands, bands there. And I always was the Josh Mail experience, so... Some of these songs I've been playing for, like the one I'll play at the end is um, The Water, and that song's, I think I wrote that song in 98, so, you know, it's been around the block, Yeah. you know, but it, it's, it's been one hell of a ride, dude, it's good times. So, um, what, what is it like when you kind of go through different variations of, of your band and, and, and you have to, like, you know, do a, uh, you know, a fill-in lead guitar or bass player, you know, is, yeah. it's pretty difficult, I would imagine, finding, you know, guys that gel with, you know, with the whole right, right. way of doing things. Um, what, what, what is that, what is that like? I mean, how difficult is that process to go well, from player to player? You know, it, it's kind of cool because it keeps it fresh for me and Marlon, definitely, because different bass players play different rhythm, like, styles and, uh, electric guitars are awesome because they can just pick anything, you know, and go wild with it. Uh, sometimes you got to bring them in a little bit and tell them, you know, calm down. It doesn't go that way. But just get the practice in and be always ready to get in there, do work, practice them up. Know that, you know, bands come, bands go. Uh, but if you can get them loyal ones, like my drummer, Marlon Garcia, he's like totally loyal, sold out with me. He's Great guy, one of my best friends, definitely his brother, and um, you get those folks, and you just go on from there. But it's it's usually when bands break up, it's usually nothing real personal. It's just life takes him a different way. Right. And but getting them practiced up and going is awesome. But I always got to tell myself, save your vocal, you know, because I always sing as hard as I can whenever I'm at. And right now I'm going through all these allergies and everything. The rain we had in Texas, you know, and. <laughs> I could hardly speak, but I'm glad we decided to do this on this day, you know. But um, it, it's it's interesting, man, when you have the different facets of your band or different people coming in and out, you know. I mean, it's it's been awesome, though. It's fun. Now, in regards to being fresh, does that kind of change, like, the, the, the stage presence of the band, you know, when it comes to different players and maybe, like, you've had maybe a core group of fans that will go to one show they hear it this way, then they go to a, you know another show and they hear it a different way. 
Does that bug you at all? You know, and does anybody say anything to you when you come off the stage? Hey, you know, last time you played it this way. Yeah. And is it is it a goal? Uh, is it a goal of musicians? I would imagine, like in my mind, is it, you know, it would be a goal to have some kind of consistency mm-hmm. when it comes to playing a certain song. You know, especially like um, if you're playing like a cover song. Right. If you're doing a cover song. Most people kind of want to hear it in in, in in you know, more or less the kind of way that they play it on the radio or sure. the jukebox or whatever. So with that being said, does it does it bother you when you're kind of making these transitions between players and you know maybe your core group of fans that are always there that kind of say something to you, hey, you know, I, right. I, I didn't like it that version. Can you play it this version? But you know that's kind of impossible because you have all these different you know, right, right. different elements going on. Well, I mean, I've had people come up, you know, you get off stage, there's no telling what someone's going to say to you. And, you know, uh, I've had them say all kinds of stuff, like, I miss your old guitarist played it, he was heavier in this, like, you didn't cover Johnny Be Good. I'm like, because he's not here, I can't cover it, you know, Sid doesn't play with me anymore. Um, But uh, I've had all kinds of stuff being said, you know, but for the most part, people are just there for the music, there for it, and... They have a love for it if they're one of your followers, definitely. And they're the ones that take those songs and make them more personal in their life. So you want to put them out with consistency. You want to have them hear it the way they loved it before, how you put it on an album, anything like that. You want that to happen. Now, when you're doing cover songs, um, you try to get the cover song that fits your vocal, that fits your band. You want to do it, you know. And... uh, if you're going to go off from it, you better make sure that that cover you're doing and you're doing it a different way sounds better than that way. Right, Because right. it's going to fall flat, and someone is going to say something about it real quick. Yeah. But, I mean, you can't take that stuff to heart, but sometimes you just need to listen to it. If they're saying it, it was like, man, two people said it, it's probably something to it, yeah. you know. So uh, the consistency, you just want to make sure that you have, before they get up on stage with you, they have practice with you, and they're ready to go. Now, what I like to do when I don't have people with me, you know, I don't have a guitarist with me filling in, and I see a guy I know that's a great guitarist, I'll pull him up. I'll say, play it. Just pick your heart out, man. It's just music. Let's create something. And people will respect that, that this guy's just getting up cold, and he's playing that good with them. My music's not that hard to play. My rhythm patterns are a little bluesy, southern rock, of course, you know, but... Um, they're not that bad for a good guitarist just to get up and pick up, you know. Yeah. I'm not doing anything, like, out of the ordinary. <laughs> right, right. You know, so it, it's fun, man, but you do want to have it consistent, and you do want to have people. My biggest thing is I want to make sure everyone there is having a good time. Yeah. Everyone there is partying. We're going to have a great time. They're going to enjoy it. We're going to get their asses up. They're going to dance. They're going to have fun. And... uh if I don't do that, I'm not doing my job in the first place, so I might as well not do anything ever again in music, the way I look at it. Hmm. Yeah. That's uh, that's that's kind of heavy, man. Is that, you know, you <laughs> might want to, you know, do you ever just have one of those nights, you know, one of those shows where it's just like the response that, that you normally get, for example, you play one venue, you go to another venue, and you used to get love at this venue, and right. you just, it just ain't there anymore. What, what, what kind of goes on in your mind when that, something like that happens? Well, you always put it on yourself. Mm. It's me. And uh, here, you know, in, in Colleen, you know, with the Army, we have transition of fans <laughs> always. Yeah, yeah. But the good thing about that is if they listen to you and they love you and take your album wherever they go, they're going to spread it wherever they go. So it's a good market. 
Now, I've been to venues where we just blew it out the first time we went there. Man, they booked me that night again. Come on back, you know, all that. And went back, and the whole crowd had changed. And they wanted more. And, you know, I play Texas country. I play southern rock more than that, though. Right. I'm more than a country singer, I'm southern rock. I've always right, been right. rock and roll. Like Kirk Baxley's song, I got rock and roll yeah, in my veins. Right. But I love Waylon Jennings just the same. That's pretty much how I like it. That's one of my favorite songs he does. But I uh, went there, did my thing, and they did not want Southern Rock. Mm. They wanted old school Merle Haggard. They wanted to hear, you know, just old school country. And after the first <clears throat> set, man, I just wanted to leave because everybody was, like, shunning us, almost turning their back to us totally, you know. And I figured that out, and then I got up and played some George Jones, played that stuff. And I altered it. To where they ended up having a great time with me. And then after I gave them that, then I started slipping in the experience music. You know, so you just got to know your crowd, man. And you're going to have the best shows of your life. But on the other hand, you're going to have the worst shows of your life. Right. And just keep going, man. Believe in yourself. Believe in your music and just keep going. Because it's going to fall on deaf ears, you know. Yeah. Your music will fall on deaf ears all the time. But there's going to be somebody out there. And if you make that connection with that one person, like we were talking about, that's who I'm playing for. Yeah. You know, so it happens. It, it's got to be, a, you know, slightly disconcerting, you know, where you get like a negative response and yeah, and then you're just like, hmm. You yeah. know, well, but, I always looked at it like I used to be real critical about that stuff. Right. It was like wore my heart on my sleeve, like, oh, screw this. I'm never going to play again because people don't appreciate it or whatever. And you'd always try to pass the blame on them. And then I just looked at it myself was like, well, maybe you need to do better. But then I, I, I heard a smart man one time say that every setback is a setup for a comeback. Right. So the next time I go there, I'm going to know what they want to hear. I'm going to play my music. I'm going to go balls deep, balls out, you know, <laughs> freaking do it right. Right. I'm going to get that place rocking. So the next time I go there has always been a better show. So it's like, okay, you play a bad show there. And you maybe kind of step back and look at it like, okay, you know what? I kind of know what I need to do now right. for this crowd at least, you know, because sure. every crowd is different, you know, oh, like, yeah. you know, here in, 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 in Colleen, Harker Heights, Temple, uh, Belton, you know, Coppers, Copeland Passes, you know, just this general, excuse me, Central Texas area. Yeah. It's it's really different when it comes to music. It, uh, this kind of crowd is more geared to the jukebox. Uh, that's yeah. just what I... You know, where the artists are very, very, very talented, and yeah. so, sometimes they just don't want to have it. Now you go to a place like, you know, New Braunfels, and those guys, they just love music, Live, love period. Music, yeah. yeah. And and they get it in, in droves. And you go to places like, you know, the, the Poe House or, you know, River Road Ice House, sure. places like that, and that, that's all they have. They just have <laughs> live music all the time. It's very rare that you'll hear something, you know, on the on the jukebox unless, you know, they don't have a band there that night for whatever reason. Right, right. But they always have something going on, and they, I feel like they're more appreciative. Sure. You know, every market is different, you know. Yeah. Um, you'll have, you know, a variation here in this area between your, you know, your your biggest, you know, your the best fans and the worst, you know, the oh, worst fans, yeah. you know. It's, it, I've seen bands get up there and... And, you know, on a stage somewhere, they'll fucking rock <laughs> the house. And then I see that same band go somewhere else, you know, a mile up the road and nothing. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, 
okay, it's just a mile up the road. It's not, right. you know. Do you think that has, I don't think, do you think that has anything to do with, you know, the crowd? Or is, this, or is it more like the type of venue it is? It has to do a lot with the venues, um, how it's all set up and laid out and what. If you go to a particular bar, like you go to Buster's, right? Right. You go to Buster's, you go there because the food's excellent. Uh, you can watch sports on every TV they've got there right. all over the place. But you might not want to go there and hear karaoke. Right. You know? They do karaoke, and it kind of might throw people off. Well, it's that way in every bar scene. There's your niche in every town. This bar's known for being a sports bar. All the games we go there. This one's known for live music. You know, this, that, and the <clears> other. Now, Buster's has a dog going on. I'm not down it. I'm just using it for example. Now, you go down the street to all bottoms up, you know, and you're playing there. That crowd's more geared to a big show, you know. Right. They're ready for someone not to just do an acoustic set. ready for the drums, the bass, everybody going. Now, when you go there, you you don't think about, you know, what is going to go on. If you brought in something totally different, like you say you brought a DJ in to uh, ABU and they started playing hip-hop all night long, you know, you might have a crowd there that doesn't like that. Right. You might have a crowd there that does. Just different veins in every town you go to. There's those three to four bars on that strip, that drag, that everyone goes to, and they want this there and they want it that way. Now, if you're a band and you come into a spot where they're not used to Southern Rock or Texas Country or anything like that, and you have to set up and play there, when you saw them down the street, everybody was ready and geared for it. When you go down there, people are like, I don't want to hear that. I want to watch the game. You know, I want to eat my food. I want to chill. I want to hear karaoke every now and then, but you know how it is. Yeah. So you bring something different in on them. People do not like that change. Yeah. And when you do that, you got to play your ass off. And sometimes when you play your ass off and you do as hard as you can, it still doesn't work. Yeah. Pack up, move on. It's like part of that whole marketability thing. I, I would imagine, you know, with the, you know, you may play something that you would think in your mind demographically would fit, you right. know, with that type of bar. But just the atmosphere, maybe the owner, mm -hmm. you know, maybe just, you know, the people that they attract there for whatever yeah. reason, they're just not jiving with, mm -hmm. you know, what you're trying to do. And in your mind, you think, OK, well, I hear <coughs> Southern Rock'em, uh, uh, you know, over the over the loudspeaker. Right. You know, I hear it while I'm in the bar. So in your mind, you think, OK, this might be something good, you know, to, to do here. This is kind of music they listen to. And then you just get there and it just changes, you know, everything it's changes. Thrown. You know, like I, I, I've gone to, you know, All Bottoms Up and watched a couple live performances. And what, what I like about it is that it's set in the, the separate part of the bar. Yeah. And people that want to gravitate to this other part, they can gravitate if they sure. want to. You got people there that are just there to drink. So they'll stay at the bar or they'll stay very close to the bar or, you know, what have you. Get a couple, you know, and the they still that are like the there. background noise. Yeah. Like, you, know? you know, so you can't really judge it there. It's yeah. kind of wild, but. The people that are in the room, that's who you're playing for. Yeah. And then you'll be like, man, that whole back bar is packed out, you know, and all these people didn't come listen to me. Then you walk to the bar afterwards and they're all buying you shots. Man, you did awesome. It was yeah. great. That's the way they appreciate music. They they want to be there. It's their spot. Yeah. You know, but it's a good place to play. It's like, you know, uh, like a mainstay, you know, like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, like for, like, for example, like Seven Years Today. Yes. You know, they they have Jokers. Right. Joker's Ice House. That's their spot. Oh, yeah. You know, that's their home base. Yeah. 
So it's like you almost kind of have to have that that kind of home base. Like Stormy, his home base is Buster's. Yeah. You know, I think for the most part, like Justin, his home base is all bottoms up mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, so it's almost like you're going to have to have that, that base there. And, you know, that's the go-to where you know you're going to be able to play. Right. You're going to get that reaction where people are going to be able to go well, there. Well, you've got to have that home place because when you go there and play, you're just loved on. Yeah. And sometimes when you yeah. go out on the road, you're beat up. Yeah. Or, you know, it is what it is. I haven't really had that bad of experiences, you know, just stuff that, you know, I've got thick as leather over the years, so it takes a lot yeah. to get me fired up nowadays. I will, but, I mean, I'd what, rather not. What is your favorite place to play on the road? On the road, uh, man, just everywhere. Kane's Ballroom in Tulsa was, like, my favorite to play at. Um I like Sixth Street. Playing Sixth Street is cool, <laughs> just because Sixth Street is the history of what yeah. it is. Willie yeah. Nelson built it, you know, all that yeah. stuff. Um, but Live Music Central over there. That's right, man. And uh, I dig it. I love it. And the people there, they love music. You know, most of them. You know, other than the college kids that just want to get hammered and play with other girls' genitalia, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is all good. Do what you do, but. Uh, you know, I, there's a lot of places I like to play, but I love playing around here because this is home to me. You know, right. and uh, ABU, I love playing there. Wet Willies, uh, Busters, all of those places I like playing at. Jokers, you know. Yeah. Um, what What is the difference between the uh, between the scenes? You know, here in in Tulsa, where you're from. In Tulsa, when I was playing there, it was in the '90s when the grunge scene came in. Right. And uh, Pearl Jam all the way. It was Pearl Jam. Freak, still am. I love Pearl Jam. Eddie Vedder's awesome, and uh, that all came in. So we were playing a little harder music, you know. And um, <clears throat> I still would play stuff that you hear me playing now, but uh, that scene was more rock than I'd say when I came to Texas. Now in Oklahoma, we loved we love country music. I mean, we were right. real on it, but you know, coming to Texas is just a different experience because Texas is. I don't know, man. You just can't explain Texas to most people that have never lived here. Yeah. Um, I'm not talking about the haters who hate on being in Colleen, you know, all this, that, and the other. But Texas is a state where you can just drive two hours north, south, east, west, and be at someplace cool Yeah. where we're at in central yeah. Texas. And um, playing here, people love music in Texas. We have more musicians coming out of Texas and... Anywhere I've ever been, you know. Yeah. Um, probably Nashville would be the next or maybe one. Maybe L.A. or yeah, yeah, L.A. Who cares about them? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I hate California, but uh-oh, technical difficulty. But um, you Oops. know, <laughs> it is what it is, man. Texas is its own breed of people, and uh, it's awesome. I love playing here. It's my favorite. Yeah, like um, it, it, what's cool about about Texas playing in Texas is like you were saying, you go two hours in any direction from this area, Central Texas, mm-hmm. and you go to someplace cool. For example, we came back from Fort Worth a couple of weeks ago and the crowd there is extremely different. Yeah. You know. Fort Worth they have you know, they got the stockyards there, you yeah. know, it's just the the venues are different. Yeah, they're you know and we we're talking about uh, New Braunfels earlier. You know, yeah. you go north or south you know, and every place, the response is going to be different. It's like a different culture. Sure. You know, it's like Texas is made up of, you know, <coughs> tons of different, you know, countries. And, you know, you go one place oh, and yeah. you're in the sticks. You go another place, you're in the desert. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's just... Uh, the Republic of Texas, that's yeah. for sure. 
Succeed. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's there's a different crowd, man, everywhere. And what's cool about Texas is people in Texas, are you get the down-home country folk, you get the city folk, you know. Right. It doesn't matter. Um, all of them that are true, you know, Texans believe in this state. Yeah. And we love it. You know, I mean, we talk about secede jokingly, but there's a lot of people that want to secede right now, you know. There's a petition. There's a petition. There is yeah. a petition. But, uh, you know, it's it's. I've never been in, in any state that the people aren't so proud of being from Texas. I mean, you're wearing a horns hat right oh, now. Yeah. yeah, always. You know, I'm a Rangers fan till I die. Hook them horns, you know, all that yeah. stuff. Uh, you know, but um, it's a great place to be, man. Yeah. I miss the winters of Indiana when I was a kid, though. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah. yeah. But I, I, lived I in think Colorado I'd probably for a while, die right so. now if it went down <laughs> and had a real You're winter. so accustomed to the to the decent yeah, weather, you know? Man. It's like like 40 degrees. What the hell is going on? <laughs> I'm about to freeze to death. But, you know, it is what it is. But you get to I get to see that stuff when I'm on the road. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I lost my train of thought. I always like to, to segue bro. into something, man. <laughs> I, mean, I probably need another beer. That's probably what Hopper I need. Can I have a lighter? Yeah. We're so professional. She's got one over here. Oh, sweet. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. I like to smoke when I'm doing my interviews. It uh, helps me focus and concentrate. Makes you look cool for all the kids. Can they see you, though? No. No. See, we're working on that. When so I was, they just sat here and looked at this. I they, face no, they've been, hey, you know what? I like to be star central because I don't want to be. The, I'm already talking too much as, uh, you know, enough as it is. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, we hear a voice in the background, but we see who's supposed to be talking, you know. <laughs> Bow down. <laughs> That's cool. You know, running a podcast like this, you know, where you're, um, you have something like uh, Ustream and, and things like you got to pay, you know, um, quite a bit of money. Uh, you know, with live, um, you know, you pay for bandwidth and then, of mm -hmm. course, you know, different types of uh, it, it's just like with anything else. You, you, you pay for what you get, you know. So right now we're kind of running on the very bottom end of the podcast spectrum. Right. You know, as far as uh, technology is concerned. But once we, you know, upgrade our system and, you know, it's like what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Do what you do. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I try to make the most out of what I have. And then, you know, once I have the opportunity you know, because I've sit there and done the research, you know, for, you know, whether it's, you know, the, you know, music equipment or, right. you know, video equipment. My ultimate goal with the podcast really is to kind of use it like as a staple. Hey, uh, you know, a big band comes into town mm -hmm. and you know where they always go play. Right. You know, hey, go stop by Central Texas Music Experience and go say hi to them and go do like a 30, 45 minute podcast. Sure. That would put me on the map. That put everybody who's been associated with the right. Central Texas podcast on the map. You know, it's just kind of one of those things that I, I want to aspire to. And also, you know, as being one of those avenues where, you know, for those people who, you know, don't have the opportunity to have a voice in this, you know, business, at least here in Central Texas. Right. They have a voice, you know. Yeah. So it's just, it's just one of those goals. I, I love doing the podcast. That's a great avenue to go down. That's you know, cool. uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad nobody else thought of it before, you know, before I did. You know, I still got to sue you for using the experience. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I, I'm a jacker, and because one of my biggest, the the best podcast I, I listen to, or my favorite podcast I listen to, is uh, Joe Rogan Experience. 
Oh, really? I listen to him. I watch him on YouTube. I, I have him on my iPhone. You know, we'll be driving somewhere. Like, we'll be driving to a gig or we're driving to go see somebody play. And instead of playing music, I always listen to the podcast. I don't know why. They have so much funny shit on there. And then they just talk about, you know, pretty much anything, politics, music, uh, They'll have an hour discussion about how ACDC is the best band in the world or, right. you know, something funny like that. But it's a great show. And I kind of not not to mirror myself or to copy off of them. But, you know, it's I like the element and how they get, you know, they they've done over you know almost 400 episodes and I'm oh. on episode 11. So if I can get something like that, that'd be awesome. You know, I'm lucky like, number 11. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, technically, number 10 wasn't really a podcast, but we had some great musicians out there. We had Stormy. We had Kirk. Right. And you came up there, you know, when Kirk yeah. was playing Cold as a Stone, Ashley came out there, too. And I th and we'll be there tomorrow mm -hmm. at Buster's, you know, who's our official sponsor of this podcast. And, you know, um, I've had a great time sitting here talking. Me too, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're very talented. Uh um, before we, um, it, do you want to close out the show, or do you want you want to talk about some other stuff, or what do you, what do you uh, want to do? We're flexible, man. We have time, all the time in the world. I know that lasagna smelling good. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, so so you know what that means. We're gonna close. Uh, we're gonna close this out so we can go get something to eat. But I appreciate everybody, sure. you know, checking us out. And uh, you can find this episode of the podcast on iTunes and uh, Podbean dot com, uh, YouTube. Um, check us out on Facebook. Um, that's facebook.com backslash Central Texas Music Experience. I'm not going to spell it because, um, you know, that's too much to spell. Right. Uh, you, can, <laughs> you can check out uh, Josh Merrill on Facebook as well. Uh, just type it in. That's Josh and Merrill, M-E-R-R-E-L-L. -L. Okay. <laughs> and uh, go ahead and check out Josh Merrill. Um, and I'll spell it again. M-E-R-R-E-L-L. -L. Dot wix dot com backslash Merrill M E R R E L L. That's the Josh Merrill Experience uh, website. They have all their uh, booking information. You can contact them via phone or on uh, email. The Josh Merrill Experience at yahoo dot com. I'm not going to spell it for you. I'll plug some more events here uh, for uh, the Josh Merrill Experience. September twenty seventh, they're going to be at Denim and Diamonds in Temple, Texas, at nine p.m. September 28th at 9 p.m. They're going to be at Joker's Ice House in Colleen, Texas. Great venue. Uh, outside venue. Mm -hmm. um, prices for drinks are very reasonable. Yeah. I love it out there. It's great. great. Especially it's now time. it's starting to cool down. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, It's going to be real nice. There. Yeah. Like we sweating your ass off up there. <laughs> right. Like I did this um, October the 2nd at Wet Willie's in Colleen, Texas. It's uh, at 9 p.m. Uh, October 6th at noon at Joker's Ice House in Colleen, Texas. And October the 31st. At 7 p.m. at All Bottoms Up in Killeen, Texas. And um, I think that's pretty much it. That's all we got. And I want to thank all my followers, all my Twitter followers. Um, like I said, we had te uh, technical difficulties with the live uh, version, uh, with the live access. Uh, once we get everything straightened out, we'll go ahead and we're going to have you know some people back. Of course, we would like for you to come back if you have sure. you know, time. We'll get through some episodes and then we'll bring you back, get some new... Uh, Material new and material stuff, out. and some new stories, and you know, get a little bit more personal. You know, there we go. And uh, of course, uh, this is our first date. We yeah, get deeper yeah, as we yeah, go. Yeah, and this relationship. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> you see, he's a straight up, straight up guy. So, um, well, um, 
I have nothing else to plug except for my sponsors. Uh, let me go ahead and plug those, and then we can close it out. Sure. Um, this uh, episode 11 of the Central Texas Music Experience podcast is brought to you by Buster Sports Bar. They have karaoke. They have great food, and the manager or the owner, oh. great guy, uh, Russell Meyer, great guy, or Russ, best mustache in Central Texas. Best mustache in Central Texas, that's for sure. Yeah, great guy. Uh, we're also sponsored by Benez Customs Leather. Um, they specialize in custom handmade leather uh, belts, holsters, slings, phone cases, etc. You can check them out at facebook.com backslash Benez Customs. That's B-E-N-E-Z Customs. I'm not going to spell that for you because you guys should be smart <laughs> enough to know it. If you can type experience in a computer, you can type in yeah, customs right. in a computer. Okay. And um, we're also sponsored by Horizon Design Photography. Go to www.horizondesignphotos.com. They specialize in weddings, portraits, and events. You can visit their website after you've um, you know booked uh, you know a session, and you can purchase digital files or prints. And we're also sponsored by Coop Vinyl Graphics, and they specialize in banners, T-shirts, koozies, merchandise. If you're a band out there, you want some merchandise, uh, this is the place to go to. Just you know, design a logo or whatever, and he'll hook you up. Uh, great guy, and I'm not gonna you know tell you how I know this guy, but that's. <laughs> But he's a, <laughs> he's a great guy. He does great work. So um, I think that's it for our uh, sponsors and our, our uh, tour date plugs. And yeah. I, everybody, I just want to thank Josh Merrill for coming out and spending time with us yeah. and uh, playing some great music. Thank you. And, uh, Appreciate it. Yeah, we have an audience member in the back. Yay. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um, you feel free to, to close it out with whatever you want to close out with. All right. I'm going to close it out with one of my songs that we were talking about, The Water. I wrote it years ago. And uh kind of proud of it. I like this one.
were just the other day now Things weren't going right And that's when I decided I need the truth back in my life Walk down to the water And I got me some Dove into the water I came out with love I'm still drinking in the water, baby Come and drink new wine Still drinking in the water, baby Everything is fine At the water At the water Down here at the water At the water At the water, at the water, what you gonna do? At the water, we're waiting here for you. What you gonna do? All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in to episode 11 with uh, Josh Merrill. And this is Johnston Plumley with the Central Texas Music Experience signing out.